This is the B-Team Podcast, brought to you by Jackrabbit Illustrated. The B-Team is presented by Drake's Place in Battle, South Dakota, and sponsored by Jackrabbit Central and Shenanigans in Sioux Falls. Now, here are your B-Team hosts, Brendan and Ben. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into a spring edition of essentially the B-Team podcast. Uh, Chad's hiding himself with his camera. Um, Sorry about that. We, of course, that. are part of the Splitting Hairs podcast podcast group brought to you by Jackrabbit Illustrated and our lovely sponsors, Drake's Place in Bottle, South Dakota, and Natty Light, as it looks like uh, Chad's trying to show up. No, we're not. We're not brought to you, by. <laughs> we're not Are you drinking Fat Squirrel? I'm drinking two women. Uh, two women. So if you guys notice, there's no chocolate milk. We're all drinking beer. This might be a little more uh, laid back and uh, vibrant. Um, maybe stronger opinions <clears throat> on this podcast. Uh, but it, how, how you, how's your guys' winners been? It's good. It's good to hear the B team again. We haven't heard right. that in a long, long time. It could be the beard team, but you had to go and shave yours. I mean, I, I grew mine out. So now maybe you have to grow yours back and we could be the, the beard team. You're oh, looking a little more manly there. I know, right? Although you yeah. got that. Uh, remember that uh, commercial about the the neck of the, the shirt? Mm-hmm. You got a little of that. Oh, the wrinkly re- neck I was... shirt. It <laughs> <laughs> was working out, man. Uh, After what you did out. before, we won't describe it, but I'm going right. to dunk on you a little bit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's karma. It's it's always nice to see, you know, Chad start off by taking a crack at Ben. Yeah, I appreciate that. (laughs) I'm the I'm the easy target. So, you know, usually it's me. So what do you know? No, no, winter's been good. Uh, Excited about the uh, old spring game coming up here. But before uh, maybe we'll get into spring spring game later. Brendan's got a, a hot topic for us to talk about. Or two, even. Well, we'll start out with the addition of Murray State to the Missouri right. Valley Football Conference. Uh, yeah, there was there was a lot of uh, angst on Twitter, um, on everywhere from a lot of our like our our fans, fair amount, um, fair amount of our media. Uh, mostly a lot from uh, North Dakota State, really pissed off. Uh, they're the only school who came out and said they were not for it, which is that that says a lot because team it, usually what you want kind of everybody together when you're adding a school. Um, and I think there's like for some reason there's this huge misconception about why Murray State got added to the Missouri Valley Football Conference. It was not to make the conference a better conference. Let's be honest. Who are you going to add right now that would make the Missouri Valley Football Conference a better conference? Like Montana, Villanova, Montana, 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 State. Montana State, who, you know, we all tend to forget there's half of Montana and all of the Dakotas in, away from us. I'm yeah, pretty sure Youngstown close. by miles might actually be closer, <clears throat> if not a pretty similar distance. So the people are pissed off, like, it boggles my mind that there's media members who forget this and, and everybody seems to have forgot this because this is going to really screw with the schedule, right? And make it even more unbalanced. We all hate the unbalanced schedule. So we're adding a weak team to have uh, an unbalanced schedule and it's ridiculous, right? 
Well, the whole reason this is happening is because the Missouri Valley schools, because everybody forgets that MVFC is it's it's an independent entity. It's not a part of the Missouri Valley. It's not a part of the Summit League. It is more of an alliance of mostly Summit League and Valley teams. And way back when USD was going to go with UND to the big sky, the Summit League wanted to get them. So what did they do? They lobbied to the Missouri Valley football teams and specifically the Missouri Valley teams to allow them into the Missouri Valley football conference. Cause that screwed up our perfect round Robin. Right. And then you started having to skip teams every year, which sucked, which is another reason to not like USD. And then we added UND. Now, do you think any of the Missouri Valley schools were like, Oh, they're going to be an awesome program. Let's add them. No, they added them because the summit league needed to be stabilized and help the conference. This is just a payback for that situation. And you've got these these media members and people out here um, just befuddled. Why are you adding Missouri State? What do they add to the football conference? Nothing. They don't add a goddamn thing. But what it does do is pay back a little bit of the favors that the Valley gave us when we needed help stabilizing the Summit League Conference. And don't forget, it is not lost on me. I'm going to throw this out there. All you folks who are pissed off about adding a weak team to the conference because it makes the conference worse, which a worse conference would make it harder, isn't ideal for making you better in the playoffs. The irony is not lost on me when you commented on my my talk about the Summit League. That's all I'm going to say about that. I didn't forget. You know who you are. That's that. I'm going to let that ride, but otherwise... That's all I got to say about Murray getting added. And there's a lot of interesting things that we hear about the schedule possibilities and stuff. I Is think that... you go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, I think you should just keep going. I, that was a, that was a solid rant. It's a good rant. Why stop there? Exactly. It's some of it's that NBSU up. thinking they're better than everybody in my opinion. And right. That attitude, not, not that they legitimate. Well, okay, maybe they legitimately do. I don't know. At this point, well, not do. everybody does, but there are certainly those that do. Yeah, and they're pissed that they can't <laughs> move up a league, and that's just the way it's going to be, fellas. Sorry, nobody wants you. <laughs> right, geography's a bitch. <laughs> yeah, nothing to come I mean, like, overcome. Like you said, it. It helps out the southern half of the Missouri Valley Football Conference with a travel partner that's closer. Um, the quality of the team, not great. You know, you hope that they get into a conference like this and they can up their level of play, much like UND and USD have. Um, it, it's kind of doubtful, but we'll see. Um, you know, it does overall, it weakens the conference and if they're on our schedule, it weakens our strength of schedule. Uh, having said that, there are plenty of years where a break. easier game wouldn't be such a terrible thing. Yeah, like, it's a it's a grind going through the Missouri Valley Football Conference schedule every year, especially when you're in the the north part of it. And so, you know, we we complain when we you know when Missouri State. When Missouri State was at the bottom of the conference, we would be sad when we didn't see him because it was like a break. And so now yeah. we potentially have a, a break on the schedule, which, you know, it's kind of a, uh, I don't know, a slight to Murray State, but that's the way it is right now. I mean, we all know that they're more of a basketball school. They're not a great football school. But when right. Western Illinois 
and Indiana State are having terrible years, or Missouri State not that long ago, and I guess you could lump the UXDs in there. They've, they've had some really bad years, and they've upped their game. So give them a few years. I think they compete. Right. And and now here's the interesting thing. And actually, Brad brings up a thing about rumors about Missouri State to go to uh, Conference USA. Uh, everything I've heard and read is that they um, – and if you're really interested in this stuff, folks, uh, follow Matt Brown on Twitter. He's so all over the conference realignment stuff. It's awesome. Everything I've heard about <clears throat> Conference USA and Missouri State is they called Missouri State and Missouri State, it's not shy about knowing that they would like to move to FBS, but Conference USA is such a disaster right now. Missouri State didn't want anything to do with it um, from what I've been told anyways and what I've read about it and everything there. Uh, the interesting thing, though, with all this, because everybody loves to go – Especially now, this Murray State thing. So this thing came back up. Summit League football. Let's yeah, start yeah. Summit League football. We're gonna have Summit League football. Like, all right. I the idea, like from a Summit League perspective, is nice because it feels like we're always teetering on this edge of getting waivers for the basketball auto bid because team leaves, lose baseball, add another team that has baseball. And like that, it, it seems to always be a flux thing that's in flux. So having the conference sponsor another sport that has an auto bid in the playoffs would help alleviate that stress. That's great. But here's the problem. Does anybody here want to be a part of a six team conference that includes a team that moved up from D three this year? Hmm. And how well, good of a conference I mean, is that some, really good conferences be? in the South that did that, right? Or right. right. I mean, you could argue some conferences are at that level. No, that's shade. That's shade. But um, I, I don't think that's a great solution, personally, going just straight Summit League football. But um, if you look at the national landscape, the really interesting thing is uh, everybody, if you remember or not, when everybody left and the wax started in the spring and then the A-Sun started, so the the Southland just got ripped to shreds. Sam Houston, Stephen F. Austin, Lamar, Incarnate Word went to the WAC. And then Jacksonville State left the OVC. Eastern Kentucky left the OVC. Central Arkansas left the Southland. And uh, Austin P. left the OVC to go to the A-Sun. And... So now you got all these little tiny conferences. Well, now Jacksonville State has decided to jump up to FBS to conference dumpster fire. I'm in USA. Um, and so is Sam Houston. So then Lamar has jumped back to the Southland. So you've got the WAC sitting out there in a really bad spot. Um, from what I've heard is Stephen F. Austin is very open to the idea of going up to FBS they can't, and a lot of those teams are not thrilled about the dumpster fire they're in the middle of now with Lamar leaving and Sam Houston moving back up in the whack. If you really wanted Summit League football, like truly that was the goal, and you wanted to, this is just something I'm spitting out, I'm just throwing out there, but you really wanted to stabilize the summit probably for longer term than normal than it has been, and you wanted to have Summit League football, you would go to Dixie State, Southern Utah, and then get Northern North Northern Colorado from the Big Sky, add them to the summit, and then you have a football conference. 
because then you've got what eight eight nine members adding those nine members if you if you were to get St. Thomas in the fold and then say Western Illinois goes nope I don't want that travel I am going to the OVC because they were talked to by the OVC and their big holdup was a million dollar buyout to be able to get into the OVC um, that they can't afford but you still have eight football playing members you have U- dixie state soon to be utah tech and southern utah as travel members northern colorado becomes a travel partner for denver in the summit and it becomes a lot more larger stable com- conference in the future if teams decide to leave i'm not advocating for that i feel it'd be a much much worse football conference overall but it would be really really good that would be an interesting power play for the first time by the summit that I've seen where they actually proactively add teams instead of losing a team and then having to bail water out of the boat and add another team. I think it'd be better for all of us, you know, in the Dakotas to end up in the Missouri Valley for, for all other sports. Honestly, I think that's a oh, better well, play on our end. That's never going to, unfortunately, I know it's not going to happen because they... they're all about markets right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason they were talking to Nebraska, Omaha, and the University of Minnesota, or UMKC, Minnesota. Wow. Missouri, Kansas City. Um, they were talking to those two programs because of the markets, because the private schools want the markets, because if they draw an extra 5, 10 kids to a private school, that's a lot of money. That's If they get 10 more kids, it's an extra million dollars for that private school. So yeah. they want to get into these big markets. And we ain't never fit in that bill, boys. Somewhat off topic, but aligned with that is I heard Patrick Mahomes wants to bring an NBA team to Kansas City. Have any of you heard that? If they did that, then you'd think UMKC could benefit from that a bit. I mean, I I, I suppose. I I don't think that would necessarily help them. That would even overshadow them even more than they already are. But I don't know what Patrick Mahomes wanting to do has any pull of reality i mean well he's a, he's a major wanna, owner in the royals now isn't he that's he's definitely he's an a owner, minority I owner i guarantee you he ain't got the bankroll to be a majority owner of a baseball team i mean giannis Atempic, the greek freak is a minority he's owner a of guy. of the brewers it doesn't mean he's got the it doesn't mean he has the pull to the team put in the town i mean i would love for a to have a casino put up in the middle of Sioux Falls and have gambling allowed statewide. And we have a podcast and we have about the same amount of influence when it comes to that as Patrick freaking Mahomes (laughs) has to bring an NBA billionaires by those things. Patrick Mahomes is just an idiot with a dumb girlfriend. Sorry. I said it. (laughs) I hope I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings, Kansas city fans, but if his brother's like that, his girlfriend's like that, he's probably like that. I like Brad's point here about uh, the the four twenty smoke. Four twenty smoke. That's four twenty. Like yeah, I mean UNO bringing back football. <laughs> that ship's so sailed. There's no way, no way the Huskers let them bring football back after after dropping it. We're more likely to get in the valley. Yeah, and that's a long long shot. We're probably making people mad talking about openly talking about wanting to be in the valley. We're just we're just heresy over here. So no, if, if you say heresy. we want to be in the al- valley, is that like saying maybe we'd do better with better competition, Brennan? It seemed to work out in the in football. In Twitter, it's just a thing. 
Gross. No, no. Adding, I, Ryan, I am so... All right, so just because po- we're going to have this as a podcast. Ryan says, could add Augie in the Summit for another doormat? Absolutely don't want that. Personally. I don't care about Augie. I don't dislike Augie. I have no real um, feelings against Augie. What I'm against Augie is having a third Division One team in the state, in the middle of a town that we do a ton of corporate fundraising from, and having another mouth to feed in a state of 800,000 people, and then trying to support three Division One institutions, which one of them, by the way, the only schools that size in FCS level that are that enrollment have been there since like the 40s. <laughs> None of them other make it. So they're just going to be a leech. That's my personal opinion. Well, and that, speaking of Augie, like at what point are we diluting the FCS and, you know, Division One AA level so much that it's basically D2? Like, right. are, I mean, with, with the upper teams going it, to FBS and all these lower teams like St. Thomas and Augie, whoever, mm-hmm. coming up, it's like, did we even go anywhere? That like, was my argument against D1 in the first place. And I stated many times that I was wrong about us going to D1. It turned out to be an excellent thing, but you hit the nail on the head, Ben. I think that's what it becomes. I mean, but that's what all the conference realignment has really caused. Yeah. It, and I don't disagree that much with that take, especially as it sits right now, um, especially if the summit were to add someone like Augie. Like that's not a uh, uh, the type of peer institution. That's there's a reason we moved up, um, and that's why a lot of NDSU fans want to be FBS. And so I kind of get it. But on the flip side, the same things happening at that level though too. On the flip side, right? I mean, there's been really good programs moving out of FCS since the '80s. You know, I agree. I mean, and teams. I mean. Nobody pegged SDSU and NDSU, particularly SDSU, to come up and be one of the top three programs in the country. Nobody did. It's and and it happened. It you know there is a cycle. Teams rise and fall, and there's teams that are willing to invest in their programs. Will it happen? I don't know, but I do agree. When you if you add Augie and you add Augie to scholarship FCS football. And then to your conference, uh, you're getting to the watered down part. And that's my fear with the Summit League. If if Western Illinois were to bolt or fold and UMKC were to gonna go to somewhere, who is the Summit League adding? Northern Colorado? Maybe if you're lucky, right? If you get right, to convince yeah. them to do that. And then after that, it's D two move ups, which we shouldn't be too snobbish about because we were one just thirteen or fifteen years ago. But on the flip side, like that's not it, it feels like the conference should have evolved past that and we're sitting here just waiting for it to happen again because the reality is is other conferences get to take summit league schools at will if they decide they want them they're leaving that's the way it goes i mean it is what it is we're probably the one who's the hardest to tear away because of the summit league tournament but even then if the valley calls we're listening really really hard right and I think that's the 
I mean, the Summit League has been that way where like the top teams have gone on and, you know, like you said, it's going to be really tough for us to leave Summit League. But I think that's the fear with the Missouri Valley too, is like, okay, we had Murray State, who is a, I mean, immediately the worst football program in the conference. And then we're even talking about adding St. Thomas at some point, like, if you do that and then say NDSU ends up going FBS three to five years down the road, then like, you know, what do we, I don't know. Are we even, I don't know. It just seems, I don't know what we do other than try to try to go FBS too and and get yeah. into a better basketball conference. I mean, I feel like that should be our aspiration, but I don't know if we're positioned well to do that or not. See, well, I mean, we gotta have more again. fans show up to a regular game first. Well, I mean Sorry. that tie that ties into one of the things we were talking about. Talking about nice segue, well played, producer Chad. We probably have touched on this subject long enough, but <laughs> <laughs> well, um, no, and, and I do agree. Um, you know, if you just look at it, I, I think FBS in the future. But on the flip side, we don't even know what's happening. They're having these meetings right now well, that yeah. haven't been decided on what moving up's even going to look like, what the divisions are going to look like, if they're going to restructure things. I mean, and nobody I mean, knows. Like I've heard Sam Herter interview a bunch of athletic directors, and they're like, and he goes, "What do you think this is going to shake out like?" And they're like, "No idea." And they're athletic. Yeah. You know, these are conference commissioners who should be super plugged in. So either they're lying their asses off, or Nobody has any idea how that's going to shake out. So, I mean, I think FBS in the future, you know, 10 years or so or 15 years or whatever might be a possibility. But who knows? This could shake out where they kick the G5 down, make a middle tier of FBS or of Division One, like we've always hoped for. And then we're a part of that. And then it's a whole different game. Who knows? And it's we back no to division, division Two again, right? And that's another way to get to the same place. Uh, I mean, I think, I think you're right. I think it's more likely that that happens before we go to, before we move up to the FBS as it sits now. Mm-hmm. I think it's more likely that some realignment will happen and we'll just fall into line or wherever we sit in that. Right. Um, and all we can do is, you know, what you know we had sell on last week. All we can do is what we've done is get our facilities in line, uh, get our endowment up, and get our attendance up and be ready for whatever that next, you know, movement is. And I think we've done a good job of that so far. We have, and you know, the move up a little bit of a pipe dream, but I don't see SDSU being able to move up by itself. Uh, Perhaps NDSU could, but that's one place they got us beat. I'd say some of that's proximity to, to airports and so forth, but uh well, I, I you don't know, see us the, being able to move up without somebody moving up with us. So, I, like I think we probably hitch to NDSU on the move up. Right. If that happened, that's probably how that goes. But in ten years, if we, if, if, in theory, you continue growing the fan base and things like that, that could be a totally different picture. If we're packing that's out true. the Dana for every game, not it, it'll. There's going to start to be. I think some moving and shaking for that. The real question to me is, would the legislator let let us? Because USD would throw a 
bit. <laughs> I mean, like a three-year-old in a shopping store tantrum on the ground if we tried to go to FBS without him, which would probably be my favorite part of if we were to do that. <laughs> um, but that'd be just glorious. But, uh, you know, the biggest thing right now, I, I think we, we've texted about it like crazy, is just growing the fan base and growing fan support in at the games, football in particular. But now we got a new basketball arena going up. Um, going to want to get that thing close packed out every week, you know. And we everybody talks about the beer sales. Um, beer sales would be awesome. It would be a big deal. It really would. I, beer sales are not filling the Dana. They just aren't. They're not, not filling it, but they're not filling it, but they're increasing attendance. I'll guarantee you that. I bet you that it doesn't increase average attendance more than a thousand because that's I what bet it's at every, least a thousand. I take I, that bet. Every stadium, go look up the research. It doesn't do much at, at schools for overall average attendance. It just doesn't. If you want to look know, it up, man. you people, certainly can. People, I mean, people love their beer in South Dakota, man. It's different yeah. from the rest of the country. I no. No, don't don't come at Scotty boy and tell me you like, you know what a beer beer drinking I'm uh, just saying culture is oh whatever <laughs> yeah but they also have a culture ingrained in the football there too so right you know, we're right. less so right but no I'm just saying I I think it's way too built I think I want beer in the stadium absolutely thinking it's going to be this magic elixir is completely wrong in my opinion no will it I think help it's driven Absolutely. more by it's driven more by the revenue that it can increase and i think it's driven sell on the other podcast i it seems like he feels like it's pretty inevitable at this point and right in Which the is near awesome. future i a better question is do you tailgate at the spring game i won't be able to make it i'll be at my daughter's soccer game it's her first soccer tournament of the year. So I won't be there either. I'm not going I'm, by myself, but I don't know. Does one tailgate at a spring game? I would. Anybody know? I would. Why not? I tailgate. I mean, why not? But um, I think we agree um, outside of where we sit on what the beer sales will do. Um, we've all agreed over all the past, what, couple years that we've been doing this, and we've never really talked about it here. Um the biggest thing that needs to happen is not just win Sioux Falls, but own it. Like, own it like SDSU is in Sioux Falls. And right now, a lot of our list, a lot of our listeners are in Sioux Falls, um, and you can. Everybody's drove through Sioux Falls. How much SDSU stuff do you see outside of people wearing it? There's a ton of people wearing SDSU gear, but. You drive through Sioux Falls, you would not know that Brookings is 45 minutes north. You would not know there's a Division I school 40 north. And it drives me absolutely flipping nuts. I mean, 45 is pretty quick. But... Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> drive like a man. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but, I mean, seriously, and, and listening to uh, uh, Sal talk, um, you know, they're trying some busing things, which is great, but it feels like right now, um, either marketing wise or university wise, we are 
sitting with Sioux Falls feeling like we've won it and looking at it from a, we've got 11 to 12,000 alumni in Sioux Falls and they're showing up to the Summit League and their fans, we know they're engaged so we can get to them with, you know, tweets or emails or whatever. Yeah, and Watertown, Tammy. But um, the reality is, is the most of the fan, and, and, you know, really should do this in most major towns in the state, but you drive through Fargo, it, it, not everybody in Fargo went to NDSU, but they've got all these casual fans who picked up and cheer for their state team. Everyone in Sioux Falls is South Dakota, and nobody wants to be associated with USD. Do you know how I know that? Because I go into Fleet Farm, and they used to have SDSU and USD gear. All the SDSU gear has been sold, and the whole section's USD gear that they can't flip and get rid of. So I'd say we're winning Sioux Falls, but I talk to people. And they go, oh, yeah, I, I love going up to SDSU games. I can only get to one to two a year, though, because it's like $65 a ticket. So you're going to the marker game. Got it. It's awesome. And I look at it and I go, well, my season tickets were 125 bucks." And they go, right. are you kidding me? Jesus, I might have to do that. People don't even know the cost of season tickets. What and are part we of doing? That's the, part of that's that we're only marketing to our own fans via email. Like, there's right. no – there's nothing – Shit, you could mark. God, I mean, you could have it on the morning news every time there's a home game for like Thursday, Friday, Saturday for free. The, you know, the, what's going on in Kelloland? I mean, they, they're looking for things to promote. It right. doesn't have to be that extravagant to, well, to be effective. How hard is it to get the the video billboard that has? <laughs> I was watching. <laughs> he's commenting you're pulling a chat and yeah, commenting on our, chat. I love it oh my god ben, <laughs> I had to put it somebody own comment why are you somebody so sweaty, ben? <laughs> <laughs> Shannon oh that's Jayden. hilarious that is hilarious what's um, in the glass Ben I think you got a new friend Ben red beer I was oh, just Shannon. playing I was yeah. just playing basketball with him <laughs> oh okay Nice, nice uh, stepbrothers line though. That was pretty good. <laughs> uh, we're, oh yeah, but how hard it would be to rent out for the year one of uh, the two video, a couple of those video billboards that rotate through. Huh. Raise your hand if you know when uh, the next uh, soccer game is, or the next softball or baseball game is. You want people to go. You gotta let them know, and they're not checking Twitter to find out. And. Or, or their honest. email, for that matter. They're not checking their right. email. I'm not like, and that doesn't tell them in advance. There should be a billboard right there that says, "Here's the upcoming Jacks events in Brookings at home." And boom, boom, boom. Hey, upcoming season tickets for baseball. Upcoming season tickets for wrestling. Upcoming season tickets for football, basketball. The question: Why? Like this isn't. This is not rocket science. Like I get that social media is a big deal and gets a lot of attention and our social media team kills it because they always have those skull sparks like social media interaction tracker and we're like top 50 in the country there, which is great. But not a, the world is not only on social media and we got to get that out there. I mean, it, and why, why don't we look at what the, the fat cows up north do and get our own radio show on in Sioux Falls. I mean, get make SDSU a big deal in Sioux Falls. Like, 
Kurt Lickis always gets pissed because he lands in Sioux Falls Airport. You can't buy SDSU gear. They don't even have it out. You don't even know SDSU exists. And you have I don't care if you have to give it for free. You've got to go and put that in there so that it exists. So you start turning the tide. <laughs> My wife's making a comment here. I love it. She's watching me. I better talk nice. <laughs> props to the props to the wife. Uh, Ariel says, if I didn't have Brendan as a husband, I wouldn't go and look up everyone's schedule. Those signs would be a great reminder for something to do. Yeah. And, and we got to do something to make Sioux Falls blue. Like you drive around Sioux Falls, you don't even realize Augie's really even there, to be honest. It's like there's some weird agreement between all the colleges and this part of South Dakota that we're all going to be friends and not try to take Sioux Falls away and be buddy-buddy with each other. And even like the bars, like Shenanigans sponsors us, and I love them, and I love going there, and they do a great job with the Staters and all that stuff, but they still ride the line, right? (laughs) They still have USD events and stuff there. It's like people are scared to be a jackrabbit bar or a dumbass who likes Kyle bar. <laughs> that was rude. <laughs> that wasn't even shade. That was just, well, I know one thing for sure. And that's Drake's place is a hundred percent. Jackrabbit. Ayo, but that's not in Sioux Falls <laughs> yet. Coming, that's coming Falls. soon. Question Sioux Falls? Question, Question mark. <clears throat> Taking out Casey's. Hey, I'll allow it. Investors, possibly you. <laughs> No, I, I agree with you. It's got to be, you know, all over billboards. It's got to be all over the news. It's got to be, you got to make it pre- ever present. And it's got to be like a, a must event. And like, you have to create yeah. that buzz on your own where it's like, man, am I missing out on something? If it's all over, like people are talking about it. It's all over the news. It's all over this billboard. Like I must be missing out on something if I'm not doing it. And it, you just don't feel like that. Like people don't mm-hmm. feel that way about sdsu sports they don't and they and they should because it's a great product and it's we got great venues and great best product in the state oh yeah period so i mean it's it should sell itself but you have to do something i mean it's everyone placating like brendan said to the usd buddies the money that's there it's a problem because you know in fargo they have great corporate partners right I mean, mm-hmm. is Shields going to be a corporate partner of South Dakota State? Sure, but not at the level that they openly promote. Go to an SDSU game when they also sell USD gear. But to your point at Fleet Farm, there's a lot more SDSU gear there when it's there. And when it's sold out, it's all USD gear just hanging out because nobody right. wanted to buy it. Yeah, now, I guess USD needs to up their game too. Maybe is part of the answer. I don't know, but I did see that uh, SDSU had a fair amount of advertising on the state hockey championships in Minnesota, which is cool. A lot of eyes on that, right. but I don't know if that's. It seems like our marketing's just a miss. Like, I feel yeah. like they, I feel like they, they take Sioux Falls for granted. They feel like they have it. Right, and they just—I I feel like they don't put enough effort toward it as they should. Mm-hmm. That we should dominate it more than we do, in my opinion. Well, the farmers right. don't live in Sioux Falls, so I mean, I and I get that, but I think some of it is 
we're stuck in the D2 mentality of you get your alumni to come to the games. Right? No, you oh! didn't. <laughs> You're lying. Cheers oh, to that. Oh, but not the right time. No. Wasn't there a small Ryan. place on the Ryan. corner that they could have? Like Ryan. right on the corner there, Ben? Like I'd do, let do you want that place? Do you need the Ryan? Comment can... twice if you want that building gone so you can build a new one. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> we I, may I know some people I, that I'm, have have I'm ways may... of making things smell really bad from sewer backups. I may Three. or may not I, I may or may not be on the planning and zoning commission in Del Rapids. Hey, you got it in, and you got a guy who's willing to burn down. I mean, happen to stand by as a terrible accident happens. <laughs> well, now, man, now I really want. Can they to just happen. build a new Casey's in that town, though? Not yeah, we did. It. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of, I can just I see we... Brendan with a can of spray paint on the Casey's writing <laughs> "Quick Trip." <laughs> that doesn't make no. it a quick trip, Brendan. Drake's hey, they're better. But I, Drake's is better than, than Quick Trip. But <laughs> for a big chain, I do love my Quick Trip over Casey's. Is that a fight? Are you trying to start a fight right now? Is that what you were trying to do? Hey, I saw we're... bag milk in a convenience store in Canada. So that yeah. shit's un-American. I don't Get it care. out of here. Beer's German. You drink the shit out of it. <laughs> Didn't know your sister lived here. Anyway, hey. so hey. back to uh, <laughs> back to uh, oh, the marketing man. side of things. Oh I, I think I think we beat that beat that horse dead. But no, thing, I got more. Well, no, there's was, way more to be had there. Honestly, I mean, we beat the beer thing way more to death than. No, we didn't. The, no, I'm just saying in general. Over the course of our podcasting time we've talked way more about it oh for sure what i was going to transition to is what i mentioned in making the product a must-see event is and this we've had some buzz on twitter lately about is like the specifically the entrance of of jack rabbit football and like making that that atmosphere and that product like something that people go to see and like to be a part of Yes. Because as, as much as we would love for people to like care about SDSU football as much as we do, that's not going to happen. You have to have it be like an event, a something right. that people like don't want to miss. They want to be a part of. And we just don't have that right now. And but I think it's something that we definitely could have and we should work on. Like I said, if you there was a quite the Twitter buzz about it. And I know Brendan's got some strong feelings about that as well. Well, that I do. circles are, us are back you... to marketing, though, doesn't it? Because, like, right. oh, it's certainly, the, the I mean, it's we're trying to do the white out, the blue out, the yellow out, and you know, it wouldn't take that much to make those a thing. But here we right. are. Oh, there should be a blue we and yellow. We tried our best, but we have a small platform. There should know? be a blue and yellow game that's on the ticket, and they yeah. should have blue and yellow sections. That should be a thing, should have been a thing a long time ago. Yeah, but it's it's and not people yet. would buy into it, and our other it's... sponsor, the bookstore, would sell more gear. Oh yeah, people get more gear, people wear more gear. <laughs> There's more marketing. Everybody wins. It, it's 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 simple, you know. It's like right. a cat riding a unicorn llama. 
You know, it's just meant to be. <laughs> it's it, it. I think a lot of it is, you know, we we think still D two when it comes to marketing. Like when Chad was like, "Well, a lot of the farmers Not after Labor Day, Ryan." A lot of the farmers live outside. No, I'm going to light you on fire, Ryan, for suggesting a blackout again. Um, but um, we, um, we, we market to our alums, which you should, but we pretend like we, we're Division One now. We are, like Ben said, act like you're a big deal. There's a ton of casual Jacks fans in Sioux Falls who have nothing to do with the university. You have to market to them. There's 200,000 people, 250,000 people in the metro Sioux Falls. You can get more than just Jacks fans to show up. They're Jacks alumni. A lot of them do. And we're just focusing on the alumni number when we should be bringing all these people up, bringing them in. Get on the FM radio station. I love 570 WNAX. They're awesome. Their coverage is huge. But when you're, say, a 16-year-old kid cruising around, flipping through stations, which I know they don't do anymore, but just bear with me, or you're someone driving through Sioux Falls, flipping through sports talk stations on a Saturday, and it pops on, and there's on the ESPN station, and there's the Fox station. And you go on the ESPN one, no SDSU. You go on the Fox one, oh, there's the Coyote game. Which one sounds like a bigger deal, being on WNIX or being on Fox? It's a. It actually is a bigger deal to be on WNAX. Don't get me wrong, but image matters. Get on one of the local sports talks. Get the games on there. And yeah, that was something that I was hoping that Learfield would help us leverage and like flex their muscle and get ESPN Sioux Falls, right. who doesn't have the greatest programming maybe on a Saturday. So why not throw right. Jack's games on? Right. You know, that sort of thing. You know, like like Ben said, the entrance. Um, <clears throat> he's trying to get me to give up my idea, and I don't know if I should <laughs> should do it at this point in time. I, People will hear it first, Brennan. They'll hear it here first. They'll hear it here first? Maybe, unless they Maybe. talk to you about it. Poss- possibly you. Um, they are suppo- It is supposedly getting pitched. Um, I don't know, you know, if that was kind of like a – yeah, I'll throw that idea out there for you, Sonny. You know, like, yeah, some over yeah. the top fan. It's kind of like, you know, I'm I'm sure they get emails all the time. Play Inner Sandman for the song, or play this for the song, because that's kind of what everybody does, right? They go and bang heads all the time. Um, Brad says a lot of FBS powers have mostly Walmart alumni. They never went to one class there, but they will support the cool team. You have to appeal to the masses, not just attendance, but appeal apparel and advertising dollars exactly and that's what what athletics does to drive people to come to your school that's why small private schools want the big markets because like you Mm -hmm. said 10 kids is a million dollars right well talk to a kid whose family grew up in iowa and are iowa fans who just just got accepted to iowa and see how excited they are like you know what yes it's a great school but but say it say it Say it! Say it! So, Say it! <laughs> so you know that, that absolutely. If it's a if you're a huge deal and act like a big deal because we are a big deal. We just we just went undefeated in a Division One basketball conference. We went to the Sweet Sixteen in women's basketball. We've 
just had we pulled our starters in the third quarter against Colorado State of the Mountain West because we were beating them so goddamn bad. Tell me we're not a big deal. All right. So does um, Iowa State's marketing look like as miserable as ours? Because they're right. the same level of football. Well, not football, but right. same level of sports, athletics as we are. Right. I mean, I'm just picking it's, them because they're not the big deal in Iowa, but I'm pretty right. sure people in Des Moines area know what's going on at oh, yeah. Iowa State. It's a huge deal, you know, and I think we need to embrace that. But, um, all right, I'll say it. I'll say the idea because everybody – all right, now here's my thing um, with the intro, right? I've texted this to Ben and to Chad and all that stuff. Um, you know, and I don't, I, I should have just slapped together a little video if I didn't know I was going to do this just to kind of get the idea across better. Um, but if you think about the, the objective of the introduction hype video and song, it is to get the team fired up, the crowd riled up and into it and get that stadium just buzzing. And the really good ones become iconic and they become attached to that university. And they are the hallmark stamp of going to a football game at that school. The morons up north have their stupid tunnel walk. It's, you know, the Virginia Tech enter Sandman. Um, you, You go through all the ones you think of that are such a big deal is the ultimate goal. If you have the best possible intro and hype video it gets shown by the broadcast before the game starts because it is that unique it is that special um there's that college down in there i don't remember where they're from but they have the silent night game where they don't score or they don't make a noise until they score things like that that are viral like it's a everybody knows about it that follows sports that's the ultimate goal right Guess what ain't going to happen at SDSU, kids? It's not going to happen just by picking a song that we like really the best. Because guess what? Every school does that. There is one school that is known for having an awesome entrance just because of the song. That's Virginia Tech with Enter Sandman. And copying it ain't going to get us there. It's just not. NDSU has it because partially the song it's associated with them, but also partially because they have a dome. They got the tunnel. They could do they can induce epilepsy with their lights um you know all that fun stuff because they hate people who are sick up there they're just bad people trying to induce epileptic seizures before the game starts so nobody's paying attention and possibly they die because the emts are excited that's how bad a people they are up there it's incredible they want people to die but um no so here's my idea it's a little bit different um you want we've had a lot of problems over in the past with dead crowds or the team kind of comes out flat we can have big big crowds but it's flat um with our whole game day experience we have all the pieces in place but in the end it's still just a football game it's great we love going but there's nothing that stands out besides us having a really good football team and the pride that's kind of it so here's my idea um chad would you be able to never mind? It's not gonna work out that way. But there's this uh there's this clip. You can look it up. It's the We Ready chant on YouTube. No, Chad, not you. Yeah, I, think I know this it. will again horrifically if we tried to slap that in there. It's this We Ready chant 
that this high school football team did in a locker room. And they're going, we ready. And they all just get amped, jumping around, whatever. So my idea is you take that chant, song chant, because it's kind of sing-songy chant, like whatever. I'm not good at that sort of thing. But you do that with like the men's basketball team. Yeah, there it is. That's the one. And you you have, you know, the announcer get it goes quiet in the stadium. And then, ladies and gentlemen, your jackrabbits are ready. Now we need your help to call them out. Something along those lines. That's corny, but pick something better than that. And then you have that start with someone going, we ready. And the basketball team doing it. And then get the women's basketball team in. They start chanting it. You get the crowd doing it. You've got clips of the of the cheerleaders with the signs and the highlights and you get the whole stadium roaring. Oh, that's the that's a different song, right? You got a whole song there. It's just the 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 that top one. Somebody made a song out of that chant. <laughs> so, Sorry. You get that chant going. You get the whole stadium chanting along with it. Because we'll do it. We chant, let's go, Jackrabbits, all the goddamn time. You get the whole stadium chanting that with a dr- the drum line from the pride in the background just tap 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 in the background of it and then have the cr- have the team run out the stadium might explode that's my personal opinion i don't know if i pitched that very well this time because i was a little bit flat-footed but that's my idea that that would be something unique that would be something completely different i mean that i fully believe you get on beef bowl 16,000 fans chanting that out before the team runs out they're going to show more than just a clip of the team running on the stadium it's going to become known as a thing the rabbit call whatever you want to call it and they're going to go and they'll have cameras on this on the field looking at the stance they'll have that that environment would be so electric if you got that going i would almost be concerned about our guys being too amped up because i sit there and envision myself standing in that tunnel, hearing the whole stadium chanting that we're ready for y'all, just like goosebumpy type stuff. And for the love of God, if this happens, do not cut it immediately and go to the pride. I love the pride, but it deflates the stadium when yeah. you cut cut the music and, and cut to the fight song. Like right. it's it doesn't it doesn't do it. Like it's not. It's the volume. It's, there's not, not enough it. volume to right. it compared to what you have blaring over the speakers and the stadium roar. And all of a sudden, it's like there's no noise. And then then you have to really listen. You're like, oh, shit, the pride's playing. Because could do the pride, do that first, and then do this, run out the tunnel. I mean, because right. right now, I love the pride, too. I love the band. But, you know, we'll start chants going at the summit league or in frost and they'll just start and then boom, the pride plays. Well, you know, then the chance dead, like right. The timing on that sometimes just gets me a little bit. Right. You know, so, um, you know, the, and I don't want to. I don't want to necessarily say it the way Corey says the band is deflating. That's like, <laughs> I already said it. There's well, it, no, it, it but you did the stadium. It, it, you phrased it a little better. That's like saying the pride makes everybody sad. Oh, true. Time. Like, no, I'm saying like, that instance. And, and I'm sure Corey wasn't saying true. that either. He's saying the same thing I was. That instance right. of what we do, the way we do it, it deflates the stadium. Right. Execution-wise. But 
I, I have, I, I would do anything to see that at, at least tried for a year or two, because you know what, maybe it sounds corny and stupid and whatever at first, you know, what sounded corny and stupid, that stupid goddamn skull chant that they do at Minnesota it is stupid. It but is. People love it though. People well, love it. You're right. NFL wide outside TV of loves Packer it. fans who I'm like, this is the dumbest goddamn thing I've ever seen. Everybody else, like even in, in that, like you listen to the announcers are like, this is awesome. Yeah. Why not? You know what? The only thing that, that's that, worked... this is the opportunity to do that. That's why I'm so fired up and passionate yeah, that, about it. That just started to have our too. thing. Like that's not yeah. old. When they when they built US Bank, that's when right. they started it. Right. Like it doesn't have to. Yeah, it just in, in Ryan Drake says do do the pride of the hype video. And that's kind of what my idea was. You can incorporate the drum line of the band in the background of that highlight video with the whole crowd chanting. You know, it's it's something that got I I would love to experience it because I think it would be that goddamn cool. I hope it happens because then I can say that I was I like I'm the podcast partner of the godfather of the the entrance. <laughs> I don't care if somebody else says they did it. I I completely that is for sale. You know what? Um Justin Sell, Mr. Sell, if you want to say that's your idea and make it happen, <laughs> if Coach Stig wants to say it was his idea and it makes it happen, if Mark Gronowski wants to say that it was his idea and that's why it happened, I don't care. I don't care. I just want it to happen. That I think it would be so cool. While we're throwing out ideas, uh, I do have an idea that I wish I would have had time to bring up to Sell, but he is awesome and, and filled our time extremely well uh much much better than if it, i was babbling so i'm glad i'm glad he did you got a guest like that you gotta let him just go man oh yeah for yeah. sure but uh no so my idea is especially for the late season games when it's cold out is to have an indoor tailgate inside the s jack we've got that big building let's use the damn thing let's make it right. easy for people to come to the game beforehand be nice and warm and toasty and get some drinks flowing and then go into the game and hopefully buy beers in the game after that. Right. And I mean, cause I think, you know, they've got like that, they had maybe when COVID came, they, they got rid of it, but they had that like kid, kid zone in there, which is, is okay too. I think you can mm-hmm. still have room for that, but I just think, especially for those late games, like it's, it's tough for people to spend that much time out in the cold, especially el- elderly people. Like if you give them a, a spot inside to go hang out, have some drinks, and then and then go to the stadium. It, I think it could be a good success. So now, now there's my maybe pitch. controversial, but they could do it at the alumni tent. Uh, oh yeah, they could keep it up and put heaters keep in the it. The alumni tent here. up with walls or and heaters. You know what? Just keep it up. I know some guys who take it right next to it. And they got like a ton of heaters. And they've, <laughs> and they've even, made it warm yeah, in there. Like, in the even, it it, it even got left up one time in the playoffs, we, and these dudes <laughs> took it over and put heaters in it, and it was awesome. Like if you just left it up, they'd probably keep doing that. But even free. like they wouldn't even charge saying, you. They just do it because they're stupid. The alumni tent's great, but if you had an indoor thing, like you should see, like prior to the Summit League game, like yeah. these these fans the Summit League rally. Kind of the deal, the yeah. fan gatherings we have, like the indoor ones, the structured ones where you can go buy beer and stuff, like SDSU fans love that. 
where they don't have mm-hmm. to like go out and do their own tailgating thing. They don't have to worry about it. They just show up, they have a good right. time, then they go to the game. And like the alumni tailgate is kind of that, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the S Jack has a potential to be uh, a lot like that. Yeah, take ten buses from Sioux Falls and turn them loose in the S Jack for tailgating. Love it. But by the way, with all these ideas, if you really like them, just start peppering the athletic department about them. Like if you're like, hey, Brendan's intro is awesome. If you thought that was a great idea, email. Literally just say Brendan's idea was awesome for the intro. And then until they finally go, Brendan who? And then and then get them into it. Just annoy them. Or if you're someone in the athletic department or like a big money donor and going, well, we don't have the money or this big money donor's like, all right, fine. I'll do it. Let's put this marketing stuff up in Sioux Falls. I need someone to run it. I'll quit my job and do it. I swear to God, I would do that. <laughs> I would do it in a heartbeat to be the Get guy who value gets all those money with that guy too. I'm pretty sure that's worth right? <laughs> I walk around with a cardboard sign right in the corner. No. <laughs> this weekend at seven o'clock, Jack <laughs> shirtless. You know what? That's not a horrible there. idea though. I mean, it would, I mean, it's better. Honestly, people would know about it at least. It's better than what we got now. Minutes. I'll say that. Right. <laughs> Except for the shirtless and painted part, maybe I should skip that. I'm not like going to do that anymore. It would get more attention than we do now. That's true. That probably would. That probably the most would. advertisement I've ever seen in Sioux Falls is like these like sad little billboards at at uh, the mall. They're like static, and they're like, right? Oh, SDSU is a great college. It's like, yeah, we are, but talk yeah. about the events we have going on. Like, right. it needs to be more current than that. Something more than the logo. There's a disconnect between the university marketing and the athletic department marketing. Uh, Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's the problem. I think university marketing does marketing does a pretty good job, actually. Yeah, like about the academics of the, which is, I mean, which is what the school's about. But at the same time, we need to. We're talking about the athletic side of things. It's like we got to stick some money in the marketing there. Yeah, you got to spend money to make money, and yeah. So, anyways, Ariel said that. <laughs> she'd watch that she, she is in fact still watching the podcast <laughs> <laughs> well we did have uh two more things to get to but we're running up on an hour here so should we do what we talked about and do do one one more do a second week next week is that i think so two episodes we still got 21 listeners we were at 33 i know for one shot of time i mean we can push this to an hour 20 so yeah the the two things that we wanted to talk about and maybe maybe they're shorter conversations uh the first one i think is less controversial is like the the natty location and i assume this came from herder's article where he was talking about how it's it's been discussed a little bit podcast interview is where i heard it it's really oh, okay. fascinating stuff from that podcast interview. He's from got some herders podcast. Yeah. He, he has the um, big sky commissioner on there and he has stuff about, um, uh, are we, are we going forward with this? Are we going to make this an hour and a half long podcast or are we going to, are we going to do one more episode before I, cause if I get started, I'm going to roll. I can't put a poll up, but let's roll. Comment. Let's All roll. Right. Let's roll. So, so Herder on his interview, this was fascinating to me because a lot of people are mad about the turf in Frisco, which is rightfully so. Then a lot of people are saying, hey, let's move it to Orlando or let's move it to 
pick destination city. And outside of um, all the other tomfoolery involved with that, with will they embrace it? Will they do it right? Blah, 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 blah. The most fascinating thing I got out of that interview, do you know how many cities bid to have the FCS National Championship game when it finally went up to bid from Chattanooga to move to Frisco? Three. And one of them was Missoula, Montana. And let's be honest, it's not terribly realistic. So it was Chattanooga and Frisco. Those are the only cities that bid on it. We got all these people out here going, move it to here, move it to there. They didn't They didn't want it. They didn't want it. Now, I'm all about moving it out of Toyota Stadium because that turf has killed two quarterbacks now. Can but, we move it into Jerry's know. little stadium? It, well, you know, that's an interesting discussion just based off of amenities, uh, seats available. You know, you probably want something around the size of Toyota Stadium, maybe 35,000 max. And that's one of my issues is, I, I, I said max. I didn't oh. say wait, like that much bigger. I think Toyota's, what, 20? Uh, yeah, maybe 16, 18. No, it's bigger than 18. It's bigger than 16 for sure. Yeah, it's 20,000. You're right. Ah. Aha. Sucker. Car is only 12,000. <laughs> yeah, so that'd be a little small. But um, the, the issue you run into there is, well, do you want to do it like at Rice? Well, do you want your championship game played at an FBS school's stadium? Is that a bad look sort of thing? What's available? <laughs> NFL stadium? Um, the issue I, Tammy says, should move it to an NFL stadium. Uh, the issue I have with that is the, the optics, the FCS national championship game. I don't care what NDSU fans try to tell you will never sell out an uh, NFL stadium. You're not, you're not selling out an 85,000 person stadium. You're just not. So 20,000 in, in 85,000 seat stadium, I would rather have 2,000 people not able to go because the tickets weren't able to be bought. So that looks like a packed house that really matters on TV compared to having an empty, say, Georgia Dome or whatever, or Superdome, where they have the top two levels tarped off because you didn't fill it and then a half-full lower bowl. That's just personally for me. I don't know what, I don't know what your guys' take on that is. I would agree. It needs to be the right size. Uh, The star is probably too small. Um, I talked about North Texas and SMU in another tweet that I had, but I I mean, I, something has to be done because, and what I read, what I, I didn't listen to the podcast, but I read the articles. They said that they're aware of the issue with the field and it's being dealt with. Now, I don't know what they can do though, because they're not. I mean, it's a right. soccer stadium. They're not going to put a football field on the on just for us. Football turf, right? Right. The type of sod that needs to be on there to stand up to it versus right. the pitch. Right. And so I don't know how it can be dealt with. You know, they say, "Well, we're taking care of it." It's like how? How are you going to take care of it? Because they it, said that after the night your nightmare natty, where the turf was like falling apart. Like was coming up in huge chunks. Wouldn't it be less of a problem if it was like instead of real turf, like 
fake turf. I'm not a proponent, but well, they can't do soccer on that. <clears throat> they yeah. can't. Okay. Yeah, because people get hurt on for, fake turf. Actually, yeah. they do. Don't yeah, that's a, no, no. that's a fun fact for everybody. Fun There's like a way higher incidence turf. of injury on uh, on field turf instead of actual grass. But anyway, I think that I don't know if we need any more discussion on it because so the the contract is technically up in 2024, I believe, is the last year as an option for 2025. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if anything is done. I don't know that I'm a big proponent of moving it elsewhere. And like you said, who else wants it? Right. I don't know. Maybe maybe now that it's been a bigger thing and it's been well attended, maybe somebody else would say, hey, I kind of want that. But right. I don't know well, who it's going to be. West Texas and... A&M. <laughs> 20,000 seat sta- stadium. Yeah. Where's that from Frisco, though? Uh, it's in Kimba. I don't know. Canyon, Texas. Okay. No idea. <laughs> so it's part of um, Amarillo. It's by Amarillo. That's a ways. I'm pretty sure yeah. from Dallas. So, um, you know the the tricky thing with that is a town like Frisco. Yeah, it's part of Dallas, but it's kind of its own thing too. But they really embraced it. Like if you drop this game, say say you got it in Vegas, Vegas isn't even going to notice it's happening. Like they're not even going to know you're there. So, whereas you go to Frisco, I mean, we've all been down there. Um, I went this this fall for the first time to see it in the fall. They do really get into it, you know. Um, they're all about it down there, and that is a really cool thing where I feel like when Chattanooga did it, did it they probably are as on board with it as Frisco is. Um, so, I think you kind of want a s- mid-sized city compared to a huge one for hosting it and that's kind of what part of what makes that tough no i agree it's i mean frisco is great like the 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 city itself the you know the proximity to dallas and the airport it's Mm -hmm. it's ideal it's just that damn field so right i don't know you fix that sod, which they keep saying. Yeah, and okay, so Tammy says they just laid that two weeks prior. So that means they did it again because that had happened a while ago too, and they keep doing it. And then they lay this new sod, and then they go, oh, a cold snap happened. It screwed it up. Well, stop doing the same thing. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's a good answer. Right. The other – thing that we were going to talk about is the play potential for playoff expansion, which was also on Herder's podcast and article. Yeah. Um, they're talking about potentially expanding it out to like 32 teams. Up to, I think the, the, yeah, I think it might be 32. It was basically, there was going to be no first round buys anymore is how it's right. going to work. They're talking um, about like seeding the top 16 or something like that. And what do you really add by doing that other than more also rans? Well, um, I understand. I guess you could add from. more more Missouri Valley football conference teams and they could get more. Well, that's, well, that's why the Missouri Valley and Big Sky are for it. Because, right. A, you're going to add more of those teams. But here's the other thing people forget. Added two more conferences. Added the WAC, added the ASUN that both get playoff bids. 
these blowout games that everybody thinks happens because the playoff expanded happen because they're from weak auto bids. It's the Patriot leagues. It's, it's the OVC auto bids. It's these smaller leagues auto bids that get shellacked and are really bad games. It's not the auto. It's not the at largest. So when you add two more auto bids, now you have the risk of two more weak teams getting in and taking the place of two of the at larges that would have been good teams. So the theory behind it is you add more at-larges to balance that out. That way you're making sure the teams that should be in are in. I don't want it to expand. I'm just saying that's the logic behind it. So I do understand it. I just don't agree with it necessarily. Yeah. and I I just have to play the part of a dumb listener because I'm a dumb (laughs) listener. (laughs) I don't think that was a dumb take at all. I don't think you're wrong. You're going to be adding team. The reality of it is, is, Outside of the top eight, usually you don't have you're not a national title contender, right? And Ryan is right. Twenty eight is an option. I think it's I think it's like yep. basically twenty eight minimum up to thirty two. They're wondering if it should go to thirty two, but and the problem is like you said, like the if all these conferences are getting auto bids, you can't not expand the playoffs because right. then you're uh, unless you're willing to say well. You know, it, it should only be the top 16 teams anyway. And so, you know, we're just not going to expand it because, you know, it, I don't know, it, it, it's tough. Where do you draw the line? It's like having right. AAA football in South Dakota and where we have five teams playing. It doesn't make any sense to me. I, I mean, how many teams are there that play in the 64 team tournament for basketball? There's a bunch. How many teams yeah. are there? Yes. Not even half that. So we're going to have 32 teams? And I don't know. I understand right. your point that you're making, and it's it's valid. It would suck to get left out as a, you know, a seven and three team from the Valley or something. But it would suck. But should, should you, I mean, be better? Like there, there are times when, like, if we get, and not these last couple seasons, but when SDSU got down to the last game and it's like, if we lose this game, we don't deserve to make the playoffs. And, and I think that even these bubble teams now that are, you know, missing the playoffs and they're mad because they're bubble teams and there's these other auto bids getting in. It's like, you didn't deserve to make the playoffs anyway. And so that's the argument for the smaller playoff is that, is that, yeah, you're getting left out, but you deserve to get left out. You didn't play well. Right. And I mean, or you did play well, but you scheduled yourself out of the playoffs. I'm looking that at too. you, SoCon. Schedule two FBS teams and then play 10 games in the season and then cry because you had six wins and didn't make the playoffs. Well, schedule the full 11-game goddamn slate and don't schedule two FBS payday games and get your teeth kicked in and maybe you make the playoffs. Right. Well, but like NDSU won't go and play anybody, so that's a problem. Oh, God. Are we going to bring up that Twitter fight? Hey, you talk to your AD and you tell him to schedule the game <laughs> against me, man, because that's how that works. And I'm just going to be like, okay, Justin, Sal, you should schedule against Jackson State because they're crybaby little bitches. 
Let's be serious, though. You'd get more of a response from Justin than most people would from their ads. Yes. So, yes. I mean, so we got that going for us. He's not going to take my interview. advice on how to schedule the football program. It, it, hey, full disclosure. You could take your advice on the intro, us to schedule Jackson State. I would love us to schedule Jackson State because I would go. Hey, draw like oh, yeah. sixty thousand a game, and it is a party, and I want to. I want to see one of those. I mean, it'd be even better when we beat him, right? Right. And then I can just yell, hey, Coach Sanders, hey, Coach Sanders, hey, Coach Sanders, the whole time instead of Coach Prime just to piss him off. <laughs> Coach Dion. Yeah. But, hey, I mean, those games, like, it's a tradition down there. And that's what we need to get here. Like, it needs to be. And the reality They're of it a is. a party. It's a party. Yeah, it's a party. The reality of the it is. The stadium helps that. Like we, yeah, it does. Like we clearly, we want everything now and we have to like step back and say, and we do this from time to time. We have this reality check of like, we're a young division one program. We're, we're building, we're doing a good job. These kids that are growing up seeing SDSU football be really good and come to the games, they're going to bring their kids and it's just going to, you know, it's going to build. And that right. takes time. You know, we talk about, you know, these these power, you know, like we mentioned Iowa football a lot. It's like, well, they've been around forever, forever. Right. Yep. And like we haven't been around that long at all. And so yep. it's going to take a long time at the Division One level and, yep. and doing well at the Division One level to build what we want it to be. Now, does that mean we shouldn't try in the meantime? No, like we, we should definitely right. do some of these things that we're, we're trying to do. But I also, you know, have that reality check from time to time. It's like, we're, we're doing the right thing. We're building this. It's going to take some time. We may not see it, but our kids may see it. Right. So um, how many, how many angry emails is uh, Matt going to get after this one? You know, I'm guessing we probably made some pride people angry. <laughs> we pissed um, off the pride. Uh, marketing. Marketing. Yeah, the uh, marketing people are definitely not happy with us right now. Probably game day ops. Yeah. Uh, possibly yeah. Justin Sell himself. Uh, nah. nah could, and then you had to go. You had to go. You had I, to. <laughs> if, if you haven't listened just, to, to the interview with Justin Sell, then you need to. Because Ben, live on the air, goes, hey. You're gonna to want to check out Wednesday because <laughs> we you might we got some ideas for hey, you. Hey man, like he doesn't even need to know. He didn't that wasn't know about we were doing sell. This. That was now about he, I was trying to gain viewers, I, man. He's pimping the show. He's pimping yeah, exactly. the show. People probably okay. tuned in. They're like, yeah. oh shit, they're gonna they're gonna lay it on. We kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I left out the chocolate milk crowd. I I'm out of milk right now, Brad. I I ran out <laughs> last night. What? Yeah, I know. I usually buy like two gallons at a time, is, and I uh, finish the one. Is that three bags gone. or one? Are you okay? I can't get bags yet because Quick Trip's not here. Yeah, just go to Canada. They got them up there. Yeah. No, I'll just just toodle my happy ass up to Canada instead of over to Wisconsin. Hey, go Jets, go baby! Uh, this this uh, milk lover stopped over at my house. And he brought beers with him, and none other than Cow Tippa, which has like awesome. It, 
it's, it's so a good great beer, beer but it's so good. It's it's dairy themed. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, every mean, is your that. whole is your whole life dairy themed? <laughs> yeah, he only he only drinks his spotted are... cow, cow tip, yeah. cow juice. Well, this is old Milwaukee. I mean, that's not it's not dairy themed. It's in a camo. That's how old this is. This was I bought this in deer season. <laughs> <laughs> That is probably the real answer right there. He drinks it so fast, can't keep up. Yep. If you've been you've been stressed lately, you've been drinking more milk than normal. <laughs> uh, you know the hey, I got my heartburn under control, so that's nice. But uh, that that was part of my routine for heartburn was I drink a quart before I go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Every time yep. I go to bed, I drink a quart. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I got, I, I drink. So I drink. Referencing Step Brothers, some people will get that. I got, I got. Uh, I'll drink a, a pint to a quart at night, and then I drink another quart before I go to bed. And sometimes I'll have three or four. For those of you, you following along, that's a lot of milk in a I night. See, you're pushing a gallon there, bud. Yeah, your poor wife. <laughs> see, Smell it doesn't affect me like everybody house. else. That's not how that works with me. <laughs> all right no, no walmart doesn't... nobody delivers to me nobody i can't get dominoes out here he's well, basically halfway to baltic on cliff avenue so he's not close to anything egads yes they've i've been ratted out by my own producer <laughs> sorry but well, it's not your exact address you could probably go get milk right now from the Renner Corner, couldn't you? Yeah, I can. I, dude, Renner, Renner Corner is so clutch. Oh, my oh, God. That's legit, that place yeah. bails me out all the time, like, just for stupid stuff like milk or sour cream or their Not beef the, sticks are awesome. Uh, well, I was going to say their, their dry beef jerky you can get by the, by the pound. Yeah. Have you had that yet? I have not had that yet. Oh yeah, just go up and be like, hey, I'll take a half pound of your beef jerky. And they'll like, they pull it out of a bag and weigh it. Oh, nice. It's, oh, it's oh, good. Yeah. I'll have to give that a whirl ski. I think I've seen a bunch of it uh, prepackaged now. I don't know if they prepackaged that kind. I think it's only by the pound, but no, Chad, we're not going to wrap it up. Chad, we're, talking, Chad. we're talking beef jerky. Hey, Chad, can you do that again? <laughs> do that. I got a knock knock joke for you while you do that. Do does, it. Go does ahead. Does that turn you on or something? Knock knock. <laughs> Chad, knock knock. You're a dunce. You're a dunce. Chad, Chad, knock knock. No, I will not oblige. Who's, no. who's there? God, you just you suck. You suck. Ben, ben gave you the who's there. Who's there? You're supposed to be doing this, though. This is such bad radio right now. This is so bad. <laughs> People are going to be listening to their car going, I might be doing this, but it's not above. Yo, knock, knock. Who's there? Yeah, Yahoo. Yahoo. <laughs> You're all are. about the chocolate milk, aren't you? You and your Yahoo. With That's my life. I I don't do Yoo-Hoo. It's like not real chocolate milk. But that 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 chocolate milk you can get in the glass jug at High V. It's very good. Oh, brother. That's some whole milk chocolate milk right there. And that's the real deal. Yep. But it's also yeah. Yeah, even Jim, accordingly. Right? Jim knows it. <laughs> even Jim, <laughs> He's even aware. Jim's like, is it time for you guys to oh, stop? Oh, yes. This is it's definitely time. It's you know, time. Jim, you were on board with this going bit, longer. Be fair. 
<laughs> hey, we Tell said 120. I'm not on screen while I'm giving them the wrap it up, you know? Like We said 120. We went 120, man. <laughs> well, yeah, we got 30 seconds to spare. <laughs> yeah, look at us go. That's so, good. We can talk about beef jerky and chuck them up more. We can eat them together. Then you get farts that'll kill a guy. <laughs> Mike Tyson talk about his tiger farts killing people, but <laughs> well, with that, go big, go blue, go jacks. Go jacks. Chad's so slow every time. Every time. It's amazing. This podcast has been brought to you by Jack Rabbit Illustrated. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Drake's Place in Bottle, and to Jackrabbit Central and Shenanigans. Subscribe to this podcast in all of the Jackrabbit Illustrated podcasts and like and follow Jackrabbit Illustrated on Facebook and Twitter. And go big, go blue, go Jacks! Horns down!